it's kind of like a, a fighter jet that flaps its wings with weapons attached to it. And, and even the physics of it, as you fly it, you get a sense of the weapons because you can kind of feel the weight. Welcome to another episode of the Web3 Experience. Jay Rocky and I had a conversation on Twitter Spaces with the team from Battlefly. Battlefly is a crypto game built on Arbitrum Layer 2 blockchain network. Battlefly is a DeFi and strategy game that is powered by the Magic Token. The Battlefly game is fun and engaging, and there are even a few Twitch streamers that have caught on to the game. You can watch more at twitch.com. That being said, thank you for tuning in to the Web3 experience. Please enjoy our conversation with Battlefly. Quick disclaimer, so these spaces are recorded and posted to Spotify. This is entertainment, not financial advice ever. Crypto and NFTs are risky. It's like going to Vegas. In some ways, you can lose real money. Be alert for scams, get educated, and never invest what you can't afford to lose. Ben, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Gene, Ben, uh, why don't you guys tell us about you know how you got involved in Battlefly and what your role is in Battlefly? And uh, Ben, why don't we start with you? I'm Ben. Great to be here. Also known as Official Avenger on uh, on Discord and Twitter. Uh, Battlefly came about uh, late last year. I've I'd, I'd been playing around with NFTs for for a little while. Um, and really wanted to sort of get into into building a game at, at scale. Um, that's what I'd, I'd done previously in um, you know in, in the world of fantasy sports. Has built some games in that space, and 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 I kind of wanted to take some of the lessons learned there and and see if they would work in an NFT game. And and that was uh, that was the start of Battlefly. And then uh, you know we did some prototypes and, and and started to shape up what we wanted. And then along came Jean and. Uh, you know, I, I, I think with him joining me as sort of the uh, as one of the founders of, of of the game, realized that you know we had the the opportunity and maybe the ambition to do something even even grander. Yeah, so I met I met John on Twitter. Um, you know, we we've we've never met uh, in person, um, which is which is incredible after almost uh, almost eight months of building together. <laughs> Hello, yes. yes, it's morning here. Uh, I'm in the far, far Asia. Um, so yeah, I've um, always been interested to uh, to design games. So I'm a more traditional originally. I, I design board games and I'm designing RPG, like big RPG, uh, tabletop RPG, I mean. And so was very interested to explore what NFT can do because it's, 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 totally, uh, it's totally new. You can do a lot of crazy things with it. Uh, and so, so yeah, as Ben say, we, we met on Twitter and we'll, we'll meet soon, uh, finger crossed very soon. Uh, and then, uh, started, uh, designing. So what, what I'm doing on Butterfly, I'm a creative director. So anything you see or you hear or you read, uh, like law related, probably I've been participating, uh, to, to it. Those are that's some great background. So you guys both have um, a background in in sort of gaming, and so you're kind of built for this space. That is excellent. So uh, for those not for those of us not familiar with Battlefly, right, or Treasure DAO, or the Mac ecosystem in general, uh, can you explain a little bit about the Treasure ecosystem and the role you see Battlefly playing within the ecosystem? Absolutely. So. Treasure, I think, is probably coming into its ninth or tenth month of, of existence. It's, it's, it's closing in on, on being one year old. 
And what, what the team's been able to achieve in, in 12 months is, um, is extraordinary. It started as a loot derivative um, with a, a, the founder, John Patton, sort of, I think, seeing in, in the loot NFT a world and game building promise that I think it captured his imagination and, 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 and treasure was born. But very quickly, I think the ambition of, of, of that founding team became, well, what would happen if we built an interoperable um, ecosystem where magic, the token, rather than sort of just go to the, the, the hands of the early adopters and, and um, you know, people who managed to get it on day one, went instead to builders and was used across uh, an ecosystem of, of games that had you know, connected parts and connected vision. And uh, NFTs in the form of treasures um, and legions were, were added into that mix. And, and over time, um, magic has, has sort of become this token that is powering a, a really diverse economy and, and set of world-building world tools um, to the extent where, you know, there's, there's well over 50 projects at the moment that, you know, despite a bear, bear market, are all building on top of Treasure DAO. Um, and Battlefly is one of those. Um, we were early to building on, on Treasure. Um, part of that was because I think we felt that play to earn the, 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 the hype that, that sustains the momentum last cycle was starting to run out of steam a bit that you know the behavior of farming and dumping that cycle was sort of speeding up and rather than maybe play out over the course of six months it felt like for some games they almost went through that cycle in in a week and magic as a token that has this broad utility um underpinned by a fundamentally strong economy and and, and good liquidity uh, felt like an antidote to that. So yeah, Battlefly was born. Battlefly is a is a uh, experimental DeFi game where players compete in a PvP setting to build the best Battlefly they can. And a Battlefly, we'll talk about what a Battlefly is in a moment, but they build the best Battlefly they can, and then they compete against each other um, to win magic and and to win yield. And the better you play, the, the more you win. Um, there's no P2E component in Battlefly. If you have a terrible Battlefly and you lose a lot of battles, you'll probably lose some money. Yeah, I love the concept of Battlefly, which is actually why I kind of first got involved in Battlefly to begin with and bought the founder NFTs. Um, what I really loved about uh, Battlefly, you know, once it got involved in the project, was your flywheel program uh, where, you know, you guys are essentially creating a Battlefly treasury that would enable other kind of games within the magic ecosystem um, to enter in and stake magic for a really high APR to kind of fund the game development and other activities. And um, that allows gamers, right, to focus on what they're good at. Uh, and that's, you know, building great games. They don't have to focus a lot on the the tokenomics or how to fund things. And so I think you guys are doing doing a really great thing for the ecosystem with that Flywheel program. Yeah, fly, Flywheel will play an important role. I, I would say across the board, we're probably breaking, you know, some new ground for, for Treasure and, and also for blockchain gaming. You know, like anyone who's early in the space at the moment, um, from a technology perspective, will find themselves doing some stuff that probably hasn't been done before um, in, in Web3, uh, which, is, which is both challenging and rewarding. For Flywheel, it's, it's exactly as you said. It's about helping other builders get into the space um, you know, and into treasure and, and magic and to, to be able to focus on building great games rather than 
running these quite complex economies. But it also does something really powerful for magic, I think, as well, because as we start to accumulate more and more uh, magic in Flywheel, and I think we've already got maybe six, six and a half million magic in there. So we'd have well over 1% of all magic that will ever exist at, at, at FTV, FTV in Flywheel already. Um, I think it should bring some confidence for people who are looking at the token to say, well, all these builders, which are unlikely to sell <laughs> because they need magic to power their games, uh, are sort of putting their money where their mouth is. Um, it's a, it's, it should be a powerful thing for the ecosystem as we all start to build on top of it. So all we've got of my magic, I believe. V1 founder NFT can uh, stake 20,000 magic and receive a an APY at the, at the moment, which is, um, which is really high. Um, I think it's the highest in the ecosystem because of um, our, our low fees. And, um, and V2 founders can, can stake 10,000 per NFT. So, yeah, there's uh, some good incentives there. Yeah, I know for me personally, it was it's been a really great incentive, uh, and it's kind of given me some some high APR in this bear market. So much appreciated. Yeah. So why don't we get into the actual Battlefly game uh, right now? So um, why don't you explain uh, what a Battlefly is, and then we can get into uh, the most recent release that you guys had uh, in Battlefly Racer. Yeah. Let's start with the main with, with the main game, with season one. So. Your Battlefly is an, is an NFT that is designed to evolve over time. Um, you start with you know, custom wing armor, which is how your Battlefly looks, and then you've got two weapon slots and you've got two um, utility system slots which can be used for defense for various things that Jean has cooked up. Jean has, has used this period between sort of January and now to, to create, I think, something like 350 mods Jean for season one, if, if I'm not mistaken, across a whole range of rarity, across 10 sort of classes of weapon, um, which means there's an incredible depth of gameplay. Um, yes, exactly. So for, for this part, uh, Butterfly, is, it's a robot. It's a small mini drone. And for the Defy game, you will make full use of this equipment slot uh, that, that Ben outlined. And you have a lot of Mergeant gameplay need because I'm not really sure all the combo the user and the players will be able to find because there's a lot of interaction. You have a, you have a hacking grace that allows you to take control of the weapon of your enemies. I'm not really sure how they will interact. What will be the dominant uh, build for the first week? If there will be a dominant build, I have no idea. So that, that's pretty cool to see how uh, it will work. And I think... Uh, every PvP game, you have these kind of, of surprises. Uh, so there's a lot of um, of possible um, possible fun to have with these combos uh, and how you build your butterfly. It's almost infinite builds with with so many mods, and uh, that means that there is no invincible butterfly. Um, you can have very strong ones that win a lot of battles, but uh, there will always be a butterfly that is is able to. Uh, to conquer it in battle. So you build your Battlefly, you, you, you get mod packs, you um, build it up. And then when you think you're ready, you go into one of two arenas, the Proving Ground, which is sort of like the starting combat arena where you pay one magic per battle to battle. And you can tell your Battlefly that you want to battle 10 times a day or up to 100 times a day. So you control how much your Battlefly battles. But what you can't control is the fact that it's, it's one magic per battle. So there'll be some players who want to battle a lot 
because they they feel pretty confident about their battlefly, or they're just degens who want to who want to subject their their battlefly to um to to carnage. And then there'll be people who are more conservative and sort of take a more maths based approach. Uh, when your battlefly wins enough battles in the proving ground, then you you graduate to the hyperdome, and the hyperdome is where um, you know, most of the battles will, will will take place. And and again, one magic per battle. Uh, but the the top ranked battleflies in the hyperdome don't just get the rewards from winning from their opponent they get a share in some of the emissions that flow out of flywheel as well so we've got flywheel generating thousands of magic emissions every day and um the 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 top you know ranked battleflies in the hyperdome will share in in that as well so what does this mean in terms of roi if you're one of the top 10 percent battleflies um, you could be making anywhere sort of you know between seven to ten percent ROI per day um, on your battlefly, which is um, which is pretty wild, right? It's what we think will drag players into the game. Thanks for that overview there. Um, I was actually I had a question on my mind about like, how you actually win magic tokens because I was reading that you know the magic over time will be redistributed from underperforming to higher performing battleflies. Um, and it's definitely cool to hear that there's this hyperdome where if you're one of the top performers, you're in there and you can sort of get a share of more rewards from the flywheel. But I was actually curious, what do the actual battles look like? So when I want to say bet and throw down one magic to jump in a battle, what does that process look like between another person and how are people matched up? Is there, um, yeah, I guess if you could tell yeah. us about like, how that works. It's a, it's a really good question. So, and, we, and we've actually had to make some tweaks from the white paper in this because um, originally the white paper didn't have the concept of the proving ground in there. But we felt like um, there might be some some players that kind of get bummed out in the first you know five minutes of playing the game if we didn't if we didn't have this sort of softer entry. So the the battles you know your, your battlefly is flying around and it's 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 called a battle randomly. Um, like at random times, sorry. So you, it's not like you can kind of sit down and say at 11.05, my battlefly is battling. It'll happen based on the amount of times you want to battle per day. And when it does, you actually see that happen in a 3D sort of environment. Um, our team's built some <laughs> really cool effects. You see your battlefly in 3D, you see theirs, you see weapons firing, the camera spins around. And, um, you know, when the battle's really close and, and you've got two two battleflies that are going head to head it's 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 visually really cool to watch um it's just kind of like gladiatorial combat um so you've got you, you know, that's how you experience the battle now if you it's an auto battler for season one so the things you can't do are decline a battle or you can't suddenly change your loadout because you've had a look at your opponent those things may come down the track but because we've got so many mods we think that we need to keep it relatively simple for season one. So it's kind of like build your battlefly, get your loadout where you think it's going to be, a, you know, win more battles than it loses. Because that's all you've got to do in battlefly is win more than you lose. And you make a, a, a really good ROI. And then, um, and then send it in a battle and see how it goes. In terms of player matching, we are playing at the moment with whether there should be um, some sort of matchmaking in the Hyperdome. It's one of the the you know, the, the last big ticket items we've got um, as we think about season one, because at present it's, it's, it's RNG. So, you know, who you battle is, is random. Um, there's an argument to say that 
and this is what we're playing with at the moment, that um, higher ranked battleflies should receive a higher proportion of the flywheel emissions as bonus rewards, but they should probably battle each other more in order to be entitled to that. But, you know, there's more to come on that as we drop the next uh, update to the white paper. Yeah, I love the narrative for the main game there. Um, and so we just went over the main game, um, right? Uh, I'd like you guys to talk a little bit about your recent release, um, Racer, and kind of what all went into making Racer, uh, and then, you know, how the game works and, you know, what you actually need to play. Racer came about as an interesting experiment. I I've seen... A, a lot of pitch decks over the past six months where VCs, builders have sort of been flirting with this idea of let's just go get an existing game and web threeify it, you know, puts, inject our NFTs and, and, and it's going to be a really quick way home to build. And I, I came to Jean with that idea and I I'd actually found a game that was a sort of a, a futuristic flight simulator game that, that had been abandoned and um, it was open source. And, and we sort of spent a couple of weeks messing around with that and, and it became apparent that, you know, what we were trying to do with getting our NFTs into it made the game heavy, um, almost unplayable, actually. And and that if we were going to build Racer, that, that, that it would need to be built from the, the ground up. I'm a big believer in incremental shipping and, and showing rather than telling um, people as well. And, and one of the things that, you know, we I wanted to do as quickly as we could was show what the butterflies look like in, a th in an interactive 3D environment. Because I think it's when you're actually flying this thing around that you really get a sense of the physics and this, this little, you know, mecha robot assassin with wings. It starts to make sense. You know, I don't know, I don't know if you felt that when you were playing Racer, but it kind of, you're kind of like, okay, I can kind of see what this battlefly thing's about. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like a, a fighter jet that flaps its wings with weapons attached to it. And, and even the physics of it, as you fly it, you get a sense of the weapons because you can kind of feel the weight. You can feel that like, there's this light uh, insect drone that's kind of weighed down by this by this um, mechanics on them, which is kind of how a battlefly would be if they ever existed. So, yeah, we started building, um, you know, what we thought would probably take four weeks, I think ended up taking 12 to, to 14. And... Um, I think very quickly we actually had something that was playable. Like we, we, it felt like we were really close because within sort of week three, we were flying battleflies around and, and having a great time. Um, it's all the blockchain stuff that really took a lot longer than we, we thought it would. Um, and not because of anything other than, you know, we, we, we're breaking some new ground there, integrating a, a 3D game built in Unity um, where people are earning rewards that need to be um, provably fair, that if people cheat, it will have a fairly drastic effect on the game. So we have to, there were all these considerations that we had to, had to make as we started to integrate the, uh, the Web3 elements. But I'm glad you enjoyed it. It's a lot of fun to play. Um, this is a question we ask almost everyone that joins the podcast. Um, so I understand the game is built on Arbitrum Layer 2, right, which is a Layer 2 roll-up on top of Ethereum, which uses Ethereum yep. for security. Um, out of curiosity, in your view, why did you pick, um, why did you choose to build a game on Layer 2? And then specifically, why pick Arbitrum? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. And I, and I think it goes, you know, like, like people, any builder at the moment is, is really being pushed into picking a lane 
maybe much earlier than the the technology um, is is necessarily has, has matured to an extent, right? So I'm sure that in three years from now, folks will look back and be like, I can't believe that you know we started building on that then, knowing what we know now. Um, so there's that that risk. I my personal view of, of, of Arbitrum and, and Ethereum more generally and, and the L2 roll-ups that are, you know, uh, alongside them are that the, the tech they're investing in is a very good chance of winning long-term. Um, I, I, I really do think that. And I think Arbitrum is probably ahead of the pack in terms of where they're at with Nitro and they've got um, any chain coming behind as well. And they, they, are, they are thinking about or they're, they're solving the problems that are, that are going to um, be demanded of them by, by people building products and games at scale. There's lots of, there's lots of uh, chains, as you know, that are focused on gaming, and, and, and we've looked at a lot of them. I think one of the problems that, that they've yet to solve for is, is how you sort of build that, inter, like that, that community and, and ease of onboarding and things like that, because... You know, Arbitrum is, is, is the most widely used um, L2 from what I understand. And it's still a bit of a mission for people to get on at this stage. So we, we chose Arbitrum because uh, we think L2 you know, roll-ups will, will have success, um, that it provides the, you know, not necessarily the most seamless, but um, will over time become the most seamless um, onboarding for folks into gaming. Um, we back their technical... Uh, skills in in setting up and solving you know some of the really hard problems of scale and they've done all of this without doing a token drop or um you know sort of having to to focus on anything other than building right now like they're not arbitrum is not a not an incredible marketing machine um i think some of the other chains are they're an incredible technology uh company and you know, if they, if they focus on that for the next year, I think um, which they probably will. Uh, I think they'll just get further and further ahead. That's huge. And I mean, thank you so much for that detailed answer. I think, um, you know, like I said, we've asked a lot of our guests that question about which layer two and why they chose a specific layer two. And um, yeah, that was super thorough. So I appreciate that. And that might be, I might sound like it, it you know, a genius in two years' time, I might sound like a fool for saying that, but that, that's the reasons right now. You know, it's like knowing what we know now. Um, that I, I really good fit, um, and and we we haven't really yet tested them. You know, or or or, or that platform with scale. Um, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how all of these um, gaming chains respond. You know, to to the to the First, not just game that has a breakout success because we've seen that, but you know, games that start to really ta- tax networks and protocols will just be fascinating to watch because um, the the chain's a lot of weight. <laughs> That's a lot of weight. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I I hear the hypothesis. I think it's valid. Um, and like you said, time will tell, right? So. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a great time to build on layer two, build on Arbitrum. Um, so it's super exciting. And it sounds like Battlefly is involved in the Arbitrum Odyssey project, right? We are. You know, it, I think it, it collapsed under under the weight of its own success, um, which is a pretty good problem to have, to be honest. It's, it's like better than we did this thing and only four people showed up. Um, 
and Arbitrum made, so we're in week eight, I think of, of that. And Arbitrum Odyssey is this, is this sort of, um, you know, event that plays out over, I think it's 12 weeks and um, people have to complete various actions on chain, sort of like a, a quest and, and then um, they receive NFTs and, and, and there's big sort of um, NFT prizes for people who manage to do all of it or are successful in, in winning lotteries and things like that, as far as I understand. It's pretty cool. I think they had like hundreds of thousands of people trying to do this by the time it, you know, sort of they, they, they realized that let's push this back and wait for the release of Nitro, which is the next big upgrade to Arbitrum. Um, and I think use it as a proof point for how well Nitro can, can handle um, what's being thrown at it. Um, will be really the only game as part of Arbitrum Odyssey. So, so players will get a Battlefly in the racer game. We'll, we'll let them rent one so they don't have to buy it. Um, and they'll be racing for, for prizes and, and trying to get up on the leaderboard. Um, and we've got a bunch, of, you know, a bunch of cool prizes for the people who can, who can be successful there. What I love about racer, just as a side topic, is I think crypto Twitter is full of um, people who are suffering from certainty. Like everyone's got a point of view. Very rarely do you hear, well, I don't know. And on Racer, it's, it's a real binary sort of, um, it's a binary outcome. Like people are either good at it or they're not very good. And it's been fascinating sort of seeing some people who are like, oh, Racer's not very good. And then you see their score and, you're, and you realise it's actually they're not very good. Um, they're not, they're not very good at racer. <laughs> That's it. It's not that the game's not good. Um, they're just not very good at it. And I kind of love that. I feel like crypto is ready as it matures for people to be, um, yeah, people to be sort of called out for being wrong a little bit more. You know, and racer kind of does that in a fun way. It's like, <laughs> I'm so glad you played, but yeah, you got, you got 200. The average score is 400. So it's probably you, not the game. Yep, I totally agree with that. Uh, I am actually one of the people that are very, very bad at Racer. I believe I played about 50 or 60 times, and I don't think I ever actually broke 200. It's very sad. It's got a, but, it's, uh, it, it's, it's got a learning curve on it, which is something we... I mean, you've got to remember this game is, is now a week old, really, like in, in, in terms of um, the data we're collecting. And it. so everyone who's playing it right now is in the first couple of thousand people that will ever play this game which is a very very different way to how most games we experience uh, are built and shipped you know most most games will go through tens of thousands of hours of testing and and things like that whereas i think we've, we've got a game that we know is, is 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 in good shape but we're watching the analytics really closely i think one of the things that has surprised us all is that the learning curve is probably um, steeper than we thought. We kind of thought that by about 10 races, I think you'd be getting to, you know, 500 plus in terms of score. We're not seeing that. We're seeing that after about 15 races, people are still, you know, sub 300. Yeah. And I would say that I am definitely an outlier because I am bad at all gaming. So uh, just, (laughs) just putting that out there as well. But don't worry about this because one of the one of the very really next tickets uh, we want to implement is a way to have a variable difficulty like uh, it, it's called speed speed rings. So basically, if you take it, you go faster, and so you can choose. If you are very good, you can decide to go even faster to even more score. 
But if you are not very good, of course, you, you want to avoid <laughs> this accelerator. And therefore, you will have maybe a, a little smoother learning curve. So anyway, it's just a work in progress. Yes, I love that upgrade, by the way. Um, so that's actually what I wanted to ask next. I don't know how much you guys can share, but I know you guys have been looking at the, the gaming analytics right, and looking to improve. Um, is there anything um, at the forefront of you guys' mind as far as improvements that you want to, want to make to Racer or things you want to do with Racer? Uh, I, think, I think Jean could fill the next hours with, um, with ideas there. Um, <laughs> I, I can talk maybe high level just about what we're seeing. So I think on launch day, we had about 450 users, maybe um, slightly under, which is kind of in line with where we thought. I'd, I'd love to see it get up to a thousand daily active users uh, quite quickly. Um, and, and I think with the big tournament we're running this weekend, we'll probably start to see that. Uh, the next major thing, I think for me, from a product perspective on Racer is, is some form of tournaments, um, you know, because I think, with Racer, we're, we're testing a bunch of ideas. You know, this really is a, is, a, is a platform for us to be able to test and, and very hopefully quickly iterate on, on things and feed that back into our product team as we start to think about, well, what does season two and season three look like? My hypothesis is that our biggest audience for Battlefly season one or season two or season three will come from people who want to spectate rather than play. We've seen that in you know in gaming right there's, there's a lot of people who enjoy playing the game they're okay with not being great at it they love watching other people play we've seen it in sporting codes right where everyone loves to watch the professionals run around and happy to participate pay to watch uh, wager things like that around it battlefly is i think one of the things that that, that, that we, we're just starting to test with racer is can we build an elite competition with with tournaments and will people turn up to actually watch and actively spectate? You know, whether it's like I'm, and this is this is conceptual, but you can imagine how we might end up with five thousand semi-professional races, and that's it. That's the most we actually ever have, uh, you know, for the next three months. But each of those five thousand has kind of a crew that follows them. There's there's daily or weekly tournaments that are that are big deals. Everyone trusts that racer is fair. Um, they trust that the game is is you know is not is not um, biased, and people kind of have side bets and stack on around it um, to to follow and, and participate that way. That's that's my hypothesis with Racer. Um, we might have a su surprise mobile breakout hit. You know, the game runs on MetaMask mobile browser. We just haven't unlocked it yet because it's there's some work to do to get it get it right. I, I, I at this stage I couldn't tell you which way it goes. One one path says it becomes this sort of elite. NFT racing game with an audience built around it. Another one says it becomes this fun to play mobile game where people collect nectar and it becomes an onboarding ramp to the, to the game. And if we're really lucky, it'll be both. Yeah, I love the competitive nature or competitive aspect that you guys would be adding to the game there with uh, with tournaments and kind of, you know, having people uh, who follow certain players and, you know, just really enjoy watching those players play. I know that um, since I'm bad at gaming, of course, uh, I love to do that. <laughs> so you have you, de you definitely have a watcher in me for sure. Uh, so speaking of kind of extrapolating out into the future, um, we you spoke a little bit about the Arbitrum Odyssey, right? And so for for the audience, uh, it looks like the Arbitrum or 
it looks like the Arbitrum Odyssey will be starting back up in the next few weeks or so once they get their Nitro release out. Uh, Battlefly is a part of that. Uh, it will be towards the end there at week eight. So I don't know. We're looking at probably, what, three, four months uh, until... Um, until battle or battleflies week comes um comes up with the arbitrum odyssey so i was wondering uh if you guys had an idea of what you what kind of activities you guys had in store for the odyssey i know you guys are continuing developing racer of course uh and then working on the main game as well i didn't know if it, it might be a mix of the two um or, or something entirely different we've actually got um big dog wolf who's uh who's running racer in the um in the audience it might be worth inviting him up as well um as he's uh he can talk in depth to this yep just sent him a request big dog thank you for joining by the way hey hey can you hear me we got you cool yeah so we're not doing anything too crazy with odyssey we're gonna run a big tournament we're gonna show people how fun the game is and we're gonna have a couple easter eggs packed inside there that i think people are gonna like a lot um but really just giving people the chance to play drive that competitive nature and just show all the people from odyssey how fun it is that's the real goal and what we're going for. Yeah, that sounds great. I know that uh, a lot of people, I think that Odyssey is definitely going to drive a lot of activity um, to the chain. Obviously, uh, it drove so much activity to the chain that uh, it had to shut down until uh, the release of, of Nitro, uh, which kind of upgrades um, the chain. So that is very good to hear. Usually in the last you know, 10, 15 minutes or so of the show, we like to open it up to the audience to ask questions uh, to the Battlefly team or us uh, if there are any questions or there's something that uh, you would like the Battlefly team to speak to. So while you're um, you're pondering your questions, um, I also wanted to let everybody know that I'm going to be giving away one of my Battleflies. Um, and so if you joined uh, this Twitter Spaces um, and also uh, have retweeted a tweet that i am about to pin which is uh a tweet earlier explaining uh we're gonna do this twitter spaces earlier uh i'll select at random one of those people and i'll send you over uh one a battlefly so that you can uh you can play racer right now and then eventually uh you'll have the battlefly for the main game all right that's exciting thanks jay rocky for doing the giveaway and uh i wanted to add while jay rocky's pinning that i had a sort of follow-up question as the audience is thinking as well so do you think we're gonna see twitch streamers right on on twitch.tv the website do you think we're gonna see um people streaming battlefly in the near future or have there been any um people that have streamed on twitch is that a strategy for your guys marketing team at all or any thoughts there? We yeah, we, we have it happening already um, organically without us even doing anything. Um, uh, one of our one of our early testers um, has started a Twitch stream. I think it's physics physicsracer.tv. We'll, we'll tweet it out. Um, There's this stream most most days at the moment, and um, it's actually a really good way to learn how to play the game. You, you kind of watch them do the runs, and you realize that. You know, racer is not race is about understanding the patterns of of the uh of the circuit it's not it's not just about response time and reaction time um and and so yeah it's uh we've got that happening already what i'm hoping um folks is that as we get into these tournaments that we we start to um be able to stream the 
you know the grand finals and things as well as as um as as, as moments that people want to tune into um, because there'll be some great re- rewards on the line. I think we're giving away a, a small brains NFT this week, aren't we, Big Dog? Yeah, we are. We've got a tournament running tomorrow, eight PM Eastern to uh, Saturday, eight PM Eastern. Um, giving away a small brain to whoever comes in top on the leaderboard, and we're gonna give away some battleflies as well to some random participants. So uh, yeah, expect to see a lot of people competing for that. All right, that's exciting. And can you say that uh, person's Twitter handle one more time or their Twitch handle? I, I'm curious. I just would like to see their streams. Yeah, so I see that J Rocky pinned that tweet up there. So he's doing a giveaway. And pretty exciting. You can enter and win if you um, follow the instructions in the tweet. I see we have Vibrant Soul down in the audience, one of our friends that's on the podcast all the time. I also see I'm Your Dad is on the show, uh, for good friend of Jay Rockies, and we have Zico on as well. Feel free to come on up and say hi or ask a question about the game. Uh, spaces are open and uh, free-flowing discussion. So I have a question while we're um, we're waiting here for other audience questions, if they have any. Um, so <clears throat> in Battlefly, the Battlefly is right. They have a certain rarity level, common, uncommon, um, epic, legendary, I believe it is. Uh, is there any, any advantage um, or anything you know special happening with those rarity levels um, whenever you play Racer? Uh-huh, good question. Uh, in in Battlefly Defy, the rarity will give access to special traits. It's, it's a separate table that can be uh, some generalist bonus or some very specialist bonus that allow you to really focus your, your Battlefly. Um, as it is right now, uh, rarity has no effect. Uh, so if you want to play rare, you can really play take any Battlefly and, and and just fly. But indeed, we're thinking of something. But yeah, to replay your question right now, no. Excellent. So can you also speak to the rare, what, um, what role the rarity will play in the main game? Um, so rarity, if it's uncommon, it has one, one tray and then two and three for rare and so on. Uh, so this tray, you have like 15 of them. Uh, they will just make your butterfly a little bit better. And most of them are kind of uh, specialized you. So for example, one tray will be more missile damage, which obviously will not be useful if you don't use missiles. So that means the, the tray are, are a blessing and a little bit a curse because your butterfly is not generalist anymore. You To make use of this tray, you will need to be more vigilant with your mods and and of course, only equip that something that makes you stronger with this tray. So it requires to be a little bit more vigilant and uh, and more selective about your mods. Yeah, that's great. I love how uh, you worked kind of rarity into the main game um, and you know making certain advantages um, for rarer battleflies. Uh, I think one of the most kind of underrated things about battleflies how much. Um, thought you guys actually put into the main game engine and kind of making it uh, as fair as possible and kind of future-proofing the game so, you know, one person can't be or a couple people can't be uh, totally dominant because they have a super rare battle fly. And so I was wondering if you guys could speak to a little bit about, you know, how you developed that gaming engine um, and, and, you know, what it actually does, why it makes it fair. Um 
yeah, a very good question. So indeed, one of the things that make me uh, the more happy when I was testing, so we had this kind of backend system where uh, we could simulate a thousand battles versus a 100 butterfly with a random loadout or a defined loadout. That's, that's one of the tools I use to balance the combat engine. And so you could see, okay, these 100 butterflies, they fight for 24 hours. And you could see we who win, how they win, how they finish the fight. Do they finish like untouched, like perfect? Uh, or do they finish with like one, one hull point left, you know, like just, just barely surviving? Uh, and actually, um, one of the really um, cool things is that uh, many times in the top 10, you had common and uncommon butterfly. Uh, so that was very nice because that proves that uh, it's a loadout quality and uh, interaction, like how your loadout is built that make the best butterfly, not the rarity uh, you're born with. Of course, it helps. Yeah, it's better. Obviously, it's better if you have a legendary butterfly than a common one, but it's definitely not the guarantee uh, of any success. Um, and then to reply your question about the combat engine, briefly, um, it's, it's quite deep uh, behind the scenes, but for the user, it's, it's uh, seamless. Uh, it's an RPG system where you have a critical heat and evasion and picture a fight of Star Trek ship, right? You first need to go for the shield of your opponent. The shield are always recharging. And then once the shields are down, they, they stay down. Uh, and then you can attack the, the, the hull of your, uh, of your opponent's drone. Uh, so yeah, picture, picture I think, uh, this kind of Star Trek or, or, or Star Wars uh, fight, where they, they slowly uh, shoot lasers and destroy uh, shields. And once shield breaks, they, they can bring down their opponent. Yeah, that is excellent. There, There's just such uh, complex um, and nuanced gameplay uh, to the Bane Battlefly game. I really love um, what you guys are what you guys are building there, for sure. I was going to say, and the role that Nectar plays in that. So people are collecting Nectar at the moment um, in Racer, but you know, when, when you lose a battle, um, you will probably, in most cases, get some nectar. Um, and if you, if you lose a, a lot, you have probably a lot of nectar. And nectar becomes one of the, the things that you can use to improve the quality of your loadout. Um, so there is this, there's this funny sort of cycle that, um, that the role that nectar plays. And anybody playing racer now and accumulating nectar um, is, is getting a... It's a slight head start in, in being able to um, to build some pretty good loadouts, hopefully. That's excellent to hear. So just closing closing out here, one final question. Um, so for the people in the audience listening, or if they're listening to on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and they're really liking what they hear, they think Racer sounds really interesting, and they want to play it before the Arbitrum Odyssey, and they eventually want to get involved in the main Battlefly game as well, and be able to play that whenever it comes out. Uh, what is the easiest way um, to, to begin? Uh, um, you know, what do you need? Where do you need to go to get it? So it's it's really easy. Um, you can you can get a battlefly by going to uh, trove.treasure.lol, uh, T-R-O-V-E dot treasure dot lol, and search for battlefly there. You'll see it. Another way in is to go to battlefly.game and and uh, and follow the links through. Um, and yeah. We've got lots of guides on both our website and and also um, if you jump into our Discord, 
which um, is not hard to find from our Twitter account, Battlefly Game. Uh, you know, there's lots of onboarding guides for people who might be brand new to NFTs. Um, we're seeing a lot of people, you know, we're, we're a lot of folks first NFTs because we're relatively cheap. I think it's sort of 20 US dollars or so that you can, you can get into the game for and start playing Racer. Um, so there's lots of onboarding guides and, and our Discord is, is super helpful if anybody ever sort of gets stuck in, um, in bridging uh, stuff across. But yeah, look, it's a game that you can, you can get into really um, quite affordably uh, at this stage. And I know that Small Blay has been patiently waiting up here for a few minutes. So I wanted to pass the torch over to Small Blay if you have a question or want to say what's up. Thanks for jumping on, by the way. Yo, 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 how's it doing, y'all? Um, good, good. Doing well. How are you? I'm fine, man. I I wanted to firstly uh, congratulate you guys and the team on, like, um, the gameplay is, like, this is the first NFT or Web3 game that I've played that actually uh, gives me a real video game vibe, like, I let my my nephew play the uh, your game. I play it and it's kind of tough, and I I like it and it looks it looks really 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 dope. And I just want to like congratulate y'all because I still haven't seen a game like that. That's like a uh, actual game that's really fun. But um, what I wanted to ask you guys, it was really more about the um, flywheel more i i wanted to understand if the flywheel if if like is the flywheel um like divided up by everybody that are in collaboration with you guys or is it like um y'all have a big like treasury and it's from it's building off from that you know or is is does everybody have their own or like does every project have their own sort of their own little flywheel i should say like their own um specific uh flywheel where they where basically the missions are different in every different game i was kind of um confused about that yeah good question so there's there's a couple of elements to that uh we've got a flywheel is 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 our uh, refers to both our treasury and also um, the other games that are using it and, um, and and maybe over time other other players as well. So we have a treasury which is currently it's about three and a half million magic or, or thereabouts. That's what Battlefly is using to generate emissions in magic for our game. Um, and that's, you know, that's, that's just for the rewards from that just go to people who are, who are playing the game once we, we fire up season one soon. Um, and then we've got other projects that are staking in Flywheel and earning that high API as well, and and a few, um, uh, a few you know the team members and stuff as well. So hopefully that answers the question. It's 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 both, but um, you know we we're going to be throwing off. I think in in the Hyperdome when we launch, it'll be it'll be thousands of magic per day. Um, I'm not sure how many yet because it um, it moves around constantly with the volatility, but you know the top, the top ten percent or so of, of of players in the Hyperdome are going to be sharing in um, a lot of magic every day. It's going to be, I think, there's going to be really fierce competition to try and get your Battlefly into that into that area because the um, the rewards will be um, even with with magic at, and at um 
you know, suppressed bear market levels, still definitely worth worth the uh, worth the effort. Oh, sorry, I have one more question. Um, Go for it. So, if I had, if let's say I would, um, uh, would the games be? Um, will we have like a certain amount of um, times we can attempt to play, like it is going right now with the in the racer game, or would it be? Um, or how would that work? <laughs> It's a great question. So because it's, it's one magic per battle, which is about 30 cents per battle at the moment, you can choose how many times per day you want your Battlefly to battle. And, and for some people, that will be 10 times a day. So you know, once every couple of hours, your Battlefly will be selected to go and, go and fight. For other people, it'll be, um, they might go 100 times a day which means roughly every 15 minutes. So you, you have full control over how frequently you want your Battlefly to battle. And if at any time you're not happy with how it's performing, you can withdraw it and then go and get better mods and, um, and, and then go back in when you're ready. So it's, yeah, it's kind of well within your control. The, the thing you don't get is that, that it's, it's an auto battler. So you can, if, if you're really happy with your build and you're getting a positive ROI, you can go to sleep and hopefully wake up and your battlefly's gone and um, you know, farmed a whole bunch of uh, yield for you, which would be a lovely position to be in. That's Great. the DeFi, that's the DeFi game part of it, right? It's like you basically what you're trying to do is build one or more of these drones that you can leave alone for eight hours and be confident that it's probably going to give you a positive ROI. Um, and then it's just a matter of how much. Okay. Nice, nice, nice. Dang, it's, this is Okay, I understand it all now. Thank you. Yeah, that was a great question. And um, I see that we have physics teacher who is the uh, person that actually streams on Twitch um, under physics racer on Twitch. And I pinned the tweet up there, but I don't know if you want to come on up and say hi uh, if you're listening. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's such a cool endeavor to stream on Twitch and just wanted to give you a shout out in case uh, you have a sec to come up here and say what's up physics um physics took the game to a to a whole new level we um so so big dog in our team was the was leading and and it was sort of this three-way um tussle between three of our team as we were doing the internal testing and then physics got got on board quite early as we started to open up to our founders and just started to set these scores where we were like whoa we didn't know it could go that high. Um, it's been it's been fantastic to watch. So thank you, uh, Physics, for your uh, your part in helping us um, really stretch the game. Yes, thank you very much because you found so many exploits, and uh, I probably play the earliest version of Racer because like we design all the rooms and so on, and I didn't know what you did was doable. Uh, so <laughs> really, thanks for that. Hey, what's up, guys? Appreciate the kind words. Uh, I mean, yeah, this experience has been great. Like, just participating in a, a real Web3 game has been awesome. Um, being able to test and provide feedback and having the devs just, you know, be active in the, the communication, everything has been really great. So I got nothing but love for you guys, and I've been really enjoying it. And I've got to say, like, the competition is definitely turning up because... I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I'm not I'm not necessarily always the top of the leaderboard. There's a few others that are like that are creeping up and, and doing really well too. So it's uh it's gonna get interesting real soon. 
physics, I wanted to ask you, what do you think your odds are of winning the uh, small brain this Friday and Saturday? I I wish I could be more confident, to be honest. <laughs> but there, like I said, there's a few others that um, that's it's gonna be close. It's gonna be really close. I can tell. Like, it, yeah, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be on the grind. That's for sure. One hundred percent. I was looking at some of the data today of like highest average score from like the top 10 racers it's like you amarito and a couple others with just like crazy high scores so yeah looking forward to see how it pans out yeah no it's gonna be exciting i'm looking forward to it. it'll it be fun regardless and uh yeah let the best racer win i suppose i mean i think physics i've seen you i've seen you play for sort of 25 30 minute stretches and then you sort of take a break um but th- i think this is sort of what what i'm talking about is it's 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 a it's a fun game to watch people who are good at a play, um, and and this weekend will be a really interesting test for us to to see how much attention we can we can drive around, you know the the um, the, the competition being won and and obviously it plays out over the course of a weekend but um, yeah it'll be, it'll be fun to see I'm looking forward to the, the moment when we can have people live streaming um, you know a head to head battle to a to win a big prize it doesn't feel like it's that far away. Yeah, I agree. And the, I mean, the coolest thing about this game, I think, is you feel rewarded by putting time into it. Like, it's, you know, I remember when I first started and I was seeing, like, you know, Big Dog Wolf on the leaderboard at, like, you know, 2,500, 3K, whatever. And I was just like, that is impossible. Like, how is that even a score that someone's getting? Um, And, you know, you put the time into it and you practice and you learn the strategies and, it's just, yeah, it's super rewarding to play. And I love that. And, you know, to top it off with the leaderboard competition, it just really drives it home that, you know, it's a community, um, which is kind of what Web3 is about. So it's great. Yeah, physics teacher, I love that you're streaming your plays as well, because I think that, you know, whenever uh, so-called normies, right, uh, see see that game, uh, I don't think that they'll know that it is a crypto game, and they'll be like, oh, okay, like, this is a really, really fun game to play, it has awesome graphics, you know, what app do I need to download uh, to play this game, and, you know, they'll find out, uh, you know, it's actually crypto native, so you need to, you know, get a wallet and um, hop on Arbitrum, uh, and then you can, you can play, um, you can play uh, the racer game, which I think will bring will bring a lot of people in. So I think what you're doing uh, for for BattleFi is huge. I agree because I mean, when you see, see I'm watching one of your videos here on my laptop right now. When you see the game in action, you feel like you're there. It's sort of I mean, it's this 3D environment. It creates a sense of presence and it makes you want to play. Like I'm watching it right now, and I just feel like the urge to play it. So. Um, yeah, I think the fact that you're doing on Twitch and putting it out there, got these awesome videos, I think it's great for the ecosystem and, uh, yeah, I'm excited. So going to have to jump in. Yeah, I'll definitely be streaming all of my runs, um, this weekend for the small. So that'll be fun to like, just generate a little bit of excitement and like have whatever, whatever my, my final score ends up being like, it'll be, um, you know, recorded and broadcasted. So. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yes, physics teacher. So I'm going to link, uh, put a link to your stream uh, in the actual uh, 
uh, tweet for the traces uh, and kind of closing up shop here. It looks like the um, the tweet that uh, you need to retweet and of course join these spaces uh, to be qualified for me to randomly select you to give away my NFT. It has nine tweets, so everybody who retweeted has about a one in nine chance of getting a battle fly. Uh, and so I will leave it open for the next 15 minutes uh, and then I will randomly select one uh, and I will um, I'll tag you in the tweet and then you can direct message me your address and I'll send you over that battle fly and of course it comes with free support from myself on uh if you're not familiar with you know how to play or you're having difficulties getting in um you can always uh dm me back and forth and we'll figure it out so i'd like to thank everybody for joining the spaces uh especially the battlefly team uh it was great i think this was very very informational thank you so much for having us and uh thanks physics for jumping on as well appreciate it and I uh, look forward to seeing everybody on the uh, racing track and hopefully very soon, season one. Yes, everybody Thank go play Battlefly. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It was very nice. Thanks, see you guys.